All right, back on a Young Turks. Uh, like I told you, we're gonna have a couple of badasses as guests in a sec. Uh, quick update on tyt.com slash town hall, just past 133,000. So uh, you guys are amazing. All right, so let's do it. Uh, joining me now is Xavier Carrigan. He is running for Ohio's fifth uh, district. That's a US congressional seat. And he's right here in the studio. How you doing, brother? Dude, okay. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, let me see that shirt you got on. What's up? <laughs> Aggressive progressives, I love it. Okay, so uh, Xavier, I've seen you in Miami, I've seen you in Detroit. You came out to our rallies, uh, you got a booming voice. Uh, and, uh, and so he helped organize, he was a captain. Uh, and you, you're running for Congress. Before we get to why and who you're running against, etc., and 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 your odds of winning, um, I want to talk about your past careers because they've been varied and fascinating. Um, so right now you're a truck driver. Yes, right now I'm driving truck and uh, hauling freight out of Columbus, Ohio. So we just did a, recently did a story where uh, we found out that the three professions most likely to be Republican are farmer. Surgeon and truck driver. That's right. So, uh, are you the lone aggressive progressive among your uh, colleagues? You guys talk on the the. Is that old school? Is that like from the nineteen seventies and eighties? Talking on the uh, what is that? Not a walkie-talkie. CB radio. CB radio. That's right. Yeah. No. Um, the the CB radio. I don't have that in my truck because when I was in training, the guy I was training with he had a CB radio, and um, especially like when I went down south, I don't want that thing on. I don't want to have to listen to these guys because their banter is, it's it's like listening to 4chan. Oh wow! It's okay. like <laughs> listening to it you know, as opposed to uh, you know reading it. So uh, you, you've seen it; it's real. Truck drivers, unfortunately, are, are more lean, more right wing. That's right. Do, well, do you know why? Do you any guess? I know you don't like. No one knows for sure, but so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that every truck stop I seem to go to. I'll let you guess what is on that TV. And I've asked them to change it. I'm like, could you just at least change it to the Weather Channel? I don't care. Just put it on something else. But every truck stop I go to, it's Fox News, Fox News, Fox News. And it's like, this is propaganda being fed, force fed to people. And so when I'm listening, and it's the only time I'll listen to Fox News, it's hard to digest. It really <laughs> is because the insanity that they're spewing, it's, it's disturbing. But at the same time, it, it makes it more understandable why these people believe what they do. Yeah, and one of our viewers made a good point when we were doing that story. Uh, they said that, uh, well, you know, truck, uh, truckers are in their car all the time, so they listen to the radio more than anybody else does, and the right wing owns radio. They dominate radio. There's almost no liberals on radio. That's right, but there's absolutely no excuse now for any truckers or anybody who does extensive traveling to not listen to podcasts, to not open up YouTube and, and listen to other ideas, other ways of thinking. And, and for myself, like I'm constantly listening to you guys, and I, I, I am gonna mention other shows. Like I listen to Jimmy Dore, I listen to even Tom Hartman, I listen to Richard Wolf, I listen to numerous people on the left wing, and I even from time to time will even listen to some of the right wing shows because it's important. And this is something I even taught my students when I was teaching at universities. I said, Sun Tzu really said it best, know thy enemy. Yeah, 100%. We're gonna get to your enemy in a second. So 
by the way, I like how you're like, I'm gonna mention other shows. Of course, <laughs> we support everybody in the in the progressive space. Tom Hartman's amazing, Jimmy Dore is of course great and etc. So real quick, so tell me some of the other professions you were in. Oh God, there was actually a day I sat down and I ended up writing over 50 different jobs I've worked in my entire life, ranging from, and probably the one I've done the longest is a DJ. Uh-huh. I've been a DJ since 1996, and it all happened because I was a bouncer. And the DJ got really upset at me, and he was just like, why didn't you kick that guy out when I told you to? And I'm like, who the hell are you? And uh-huh. he actually ended up inviting me into the DJ booth, and then it went from there, and I became a DJ. But I've also worked as a line cook. I've worked in a Greasy Spoon. I've worked at Red Robin and uh, Johnny Rockets. I did the singing and dancing. I've worked in factories. I've worked as a baseball umpire. I worked for the Department of Transportation. I worked um, as a graphic designer, as a computer repair person. I've worked in sales and can't stand sales. but and So my favorites were Rain Ouser and Cage Fighter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the main event of the evening. That's right. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Mark Thompson, watch out. Here comes Xavier. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. So let's talk about the race. Is it? It's a heavily Republican district. Uh, Bob Latta is is a terrible guy and is your congressman, and that's a, your eventual opponent. We'll get to him in a second. Um, anybody else in the primary? Yeah, there's one other gentleman I've met in the primary so far, Nick Rabundo. And the irony of him being in the race is we both went to the same high school. Oh, really? Yeah, and he seems like a good kid. I really didn't get to meet him too much. We did an event together at the same time. Mercer County Democrats were meeting, and we were both given a chance to speak. And, you know, I, you know, not not to downplay him too much, but I mean, he really looked and sounded like the standard politician. Like you've trained to talk to people in this way. And when I got up in front of everybody, I said, I said to myself, I'm like, be you, just be you, because all of my friends tell me they're like, don't be a politician, be yourself, because that's what we love. Hundred percent. And when 100%. I did that, I was thanked by the chairman who said. Keep doing that. Yeah, goddamn right. So, what made you want to out of uh, just you didn't need the fifty-first job, right? So, yeah. what made you want to run for office? I have a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. You're definitely one of them. Oh wow! It was yeah, and I'm I didn't sorry see coming, yeah. to everyone in the studio if it just got a little tighter in here. Yeah, and you know <laughs> the ego just swelled a little bit. I, I deeply apologize, <laughs> but. Was, well, actually, my heart's a little bit. Thank you. Oh, yes. yeah. Dude, so I'm driving in, I think it was like North Carolina, and I pop on the rally from Iowa. Because, And by the way, I only just recently have been able to afford to be a TYT member. So I immediately went to the $25 because I'm just like, I got to pay you guys back for years of this stuff. I've been watching oh, since okay. 2008. But um, it was, you were at the rally in Iowa, and you specifically said, my father was asking, Who's going to do something about it? You just said it in the last segment. Yeah. Who's going to do something about it? And you're like, me. I'm going to do something about it. And I sat there in the truck and I was like, yeah, why not? Why, why not me? Why not you? Why not yeah. anybody? Yeah. Because we're in this position because of the career politicians. We're in this position because, and, and I tell people this all the time, the only way for evil or bad people to succeed is for good people to do nothing. So do something. 
Do yeah. something good for everybody. So, and and you know, Xavier, you're on the. First of all, I love every part of what you just said, and thank you. Uh, but the the part, of course, that I love most is, uh, look, you'd be surprised at, that at what you can accomplish, and so especially in seats like yours where the Democratic Party has given up on the seat. So what they normally what they'll do is they'll send in a guy who is a business owner, knows a lot of rich people, super polished, you know, will have cufflinks or whatever and that standard person, right? But it, there's a lot of forgotten districts in the country where they're like, "Oh, we don't want to waste money trying to run against Bob Latta." And then they don't, you know, they just leave it open. Step in, run, run like a real person, run super aggressive, run like an aggressive progressive. Right, there you go. Yeah. And you never know what you can accomplish. So that's pretty neat. If I mean, you have now have an excellent chance of of winning the primary. Yeah. Uh, and then and then you can put some damage on Lada. And so tell us about uh, the incumbent. What, what's wrong with it? He actually refuses, and I spoke to the gentleman who ran in 2018, um, and everyone else tells me the same thing. He refuses to debate, and mm -hmm. so my goal, my mission between now and November of 2020, is to call his punk ass out. <laughs> Bob Latta, I know you're scared. It's okay. Come on in. The water's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but Xavier's in the water, so you're in a world of hurt. Oh, it's but. a big splash. <laughs> so, uh, all right, what, what, so look, one more thing about Lada. So, what has he done? Does he support Trump a lot? Does he, what's his, uh, what's wrong with him? Yeah, he is quite literally the embodiment of the do nothing congressman. He collects a paycheck, he barely writes any legislation, he'll vote the party line no matter what. And he, and, and, one of the things that broke my heart recently as I was at the county fair, it was in my hometown area because uh, District 5 has 13 or it's like almost 13 counties involved. And I went to the Wood County Fair and that's in my hometown, Bowling Green, Ohio. And this, um, I was sitting in the Democratic booth and this girl comes up and, and I introduce myself and I say I'm running for US Congress and she's just like, I hope you win. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. What's wrong? And she's just like, Bob Lada said he was going to show up to our event, and his secretary showed up. Oh, that reminds me of Crowley when he sent exactly someone else to debate in his place against AOC. How'd that turn out? Yeah, <laughs> let's put that one on replay. Yeah. So, and what are your? So, the, by the way, the website is mxc2020.com. So that's Mike Xavier Kerrigan. So that's why it's mxc2020.com. Obviously, he's not taking corporate PAC money, he needs volunteers and donations, etc. So Xavier, what are your main policy initiatives? There's five that I've come out with initially, and actually I released the sixth one today. I was waiting until, because I you know, I was speaking with with your crew, and I knew this would happen, and I wanted to wait till today to release it. But the five that I initially spoke on, the biggest one for me is climate change. We have to do something about it. You know, all of us with kids, we've got to do something because I've gotten to enjoy 42 years of this place. I would like our kids to do the same thing. Um, so, climate change, education for all, um, Medicare for all, absolutely. I mean, I have a friend who just got turned down by his um, health providers because he doesn't have insurance. Hey, are you serious? So, that and then um, uh, individuals' rights, more importantly, a woman's right to choose. 
no one should get involved in that other than the doctor and the, and the woman involved. And then finally, getting money out of politics. I mean, I'm a huge supporter of Wolfpack. Big shout out to Wolfpack Ohio. And then also, the one that I released today is on day one when I get into office, I want to introduce legislation. I want to work with lawmakers on making a bill that will empower worker co-ops. Hmm. I want to inf- like I want to bring power to the people in the sense that if a corporation is going to leave the country, give first right of refusal to the employees to purchase the company and let them run it. Yeah, Bernie Sanders just uh, announced a plan that's very similar to that. All right. Uh, well, you know, they said a, a bartender uh, from the Bronx couldn't make it into Congress. Uh, I'm sure they'll say the same about a truck driver from Ohio. But here comes Xavier. All right, great to have you here, brother. Great to talk with you. All right, everybody, mxc2020.com. Uh, all right, when we come back, uh, Ojeda, he's fired up. Uh, there's an issue in the news that affects him personally, and he's coming in guns blazing. All right, back on the Young Turks. Uh, I'm actually gonna read one tweet here. Um, uh, Social's daughter wrote on Twitter, Anna, you're so right. I didn't know who Bernie Sanders was for the 2016 election. And began calling myself a progressive because of the Young Turks. Thank you. Look, guys, uh, the reason I read you that one, uh, I love reading your comments. Two, um, uh, we're surrounded by haters. Okay, that's just, I wish it weren't the case, but it is. Uh, and, uh, but the kind words that we've gotten from you guys, uh, I could retire off of easily, uh, easily. And um, we've done a lot of wonderful, amazing things together. And one of the reasons I get pissed is I get pissed on your behalf. Jesus Christ, you guys overall collectively gave about two and a half million dollars to just Democratic candidates. And what credit did you get? So, uh, but I'm gonna keep fighting for you guys and everybody here is, okay? Uh, Speaking of fighters, we got one for you now. Uh, Joining me now is uh, Richard Ojeda, US Army major retired, uh, former state senator from West Virginia and one pissed off dude. Richard, back. Welcome back on the Young Turks. Hey, thanks, Jink. I appreciate it. Glad, glad to be back. Oh, no problem. Great to have you. Uh, so, there's a reason why you're you're uh, upset about a story that's out today. Uh, so, this is about a case that might involve you. Uh, so, but first, let's set it up. Who's Jeffrey Miller, uh, and and why is he in the news? Jeffrey Miller uh, apparently worked for one of the uh, areas of the VA. And basically, he uh, stole my private health in, uh, information and uh, sent it out to folks. Now, you know, I don't know for sure if you know, uh, or th- I don't know the the complete you know ramifications of, of how much this hurt me during my race. But you know, ultimately, you know, the fact that as a veteran, my records were not protected, and you know, every single person that's running for office that is a veteran needs to make sure that you contact the VA and tell them to mark your record sensitive, because apparently, if you know, the people who are supposed to protect your records are not on your side politically, then things like this can happen, and it's unacceptable. So, Richard, you were running for Congress against Carol Miller. Uh, and uh, you closed a, a huge uh, gap there, but uh, and in fact, you'd actually taken the lead, and, and then these stories came out, uh, and then uh, you wound up losing that lead and losing the election at, at the end. Uh, but so it, it certainly, the polling indicates it certainly might have affected your election. But before we talk about the impact on your election, I want people to understand 
more about this Jeffrey Miller guy because it's this is not a we don't know for sure that he leaked your records, but it's not a hypothesis that that he did leak records. Uh, prosecutors are pursuing him now, right? Oh, he leaked my records. I am Exhibit F, uh, and he is going on the third of September to plead guilty to that. Now, the downside to this is is that we FOIA'd to get this investigation so we can see everything and all the details into this investigation. And we did that, which they have 20 days to follow through with. Today is like day 38 and we still don't have it. And we believe that it's because somebody's trying to make sure that they can do what they can to protect some of these folks that are going to be on this list who shared my records. Uh, and that's what we believe is going on. So I'm actually encouraged that the uh, army, uh, well, the federal prosecutors actually, in this case, caught him. He was a claims assistant at the Veterans Benefits Administration, and he took photo of medical records of uh, what the documents indicate as person F. That's why Richard uh, just said he's person F, and uh, and he is uh, being prosecuted. Are they going to let you give testimony uh, in this case about when he goes to get uh, sentenced uh, since you're the victim involved? Well, on September 3rd, I've been told that I will get the opportunity to speak. But the bad part about this is, is that we don't even truly know the ramifications of everything that he did to me because they refuse to give us the records. You know, it would be nice for me to stand up and be able to look at this guy and be able to say, this is the damage that you did to me, the damage that you did to my family. You know, these things that went out, you know, it's one thing for, for, you know, I've even said about my TBI and my PTSD. I started talking about that after my records came out because I wanted to make sure people know that with PTSD and TBI, I still was able to get things done as a state senator. But there was a lot of things in my record that were embarrassing. You know, things that everybody has in their medical records that they don't want other people to see. My feelings were not taken into consideration when they snapped those photographs and sent those things out. And therefore, make no mistake about it, this hurt me, it hurt my family. And I'm telling you right now, you mess with the wrong paratrooper, I don't turn the other cheek. So, uh, well, that's for sure. Um, so look, if they can uh, access your private medical records uh, because you're a veteran and they have access to the Veterans Benefits Administration, they can do it to any veteran and smear them. Uh, now. If you're a veteran, you think, well, that's okay, I'm not running for Congress. Uh, I mean, what kind of police state do we live in uh, where one party can just attack veterans while pretending to support the troops uh, and, and grab your private records and do whatever? I mean, it, it might be political, it might be personal. What if somebody gets access to those records just for, on a personal beef and then puts them on the internet, etc.? I mean, it's just absolutely outrageous. So uh, did your political opponent wind up using those records against you? Well, you know, I would just say that at the same time that this stuff, these things started surfacing, when we started hearing that, you know, this senator posted it on his page and then quickly removed it, uh, that was about the same time that Donald Trump come down here and stood on a podium and said, I was a stone cold crazy wacko. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping that this investigation answers all the questions as to who saw my records. Uh, but I will tell you that, you know, I was, I was doing phenomenal. I, I knocked on every door, shook a million ha hands. You know, I pushed legislation that was beneficial. I conducted town halls. I answered every question asked of me and my team. We worked really hard. And in the end, I was beat by somebody that just stood up and said, you know, whatever Donald Trump wants is what I'm going to do. And I lost. So I actually, we're running the, the video of that ad, but I want to show that ad in its entirety in a second because there's two different uh, factors here. I don't think it's a coincidence that Donald Trump came in and called you a quote, a total wacko and to quote, stone cold crazy. 
he had access to those records. And I mean, that's not, you don't just pick that up out of the blue, right? And so at that point, they were public. And, and you know Trump, he's not subtle. And he doesn't know, hey, you shouldn't be talking about a veteran that way based on his leak records. He insults veterans all the time. But the second part of it was your opponent, Kara Miller. She ran an ad accusing you of dishonoring veterans and quote, stepping on the graves of every dead soldier. Um, so I wanna get your response to that in a second. But if you guys have that ad queued up, uh, no, not yet. All right, let me get your response and then I'll show the ad that you ran in response. But how'd that, how'd you take that, Richard? That hurt me more than anything I, could, I can't even put into words. You know, I've got names on my back of brothers that did not come home, people that I love dearly. And for anyone to stand up and say that I'm walking on the graves of the dead, why? Because I have the guts to stand up and fight for what's right, because I have the guts to stand up and fight for veterans, because I have the guts to fight for the poor, for unions. And for that, I get I get things said like that about me, have my records stolen, unacceptable. Don't ever, if you agree with what they did to me, then you should never be allowed to ever claim you support veterans. It's absolutely unacceptable the dirt that these people are willing to crawl through to be able to, to maintain their power and to hurt people that stand against them. I, I never did a thing to try to hurt anybody. I never pushed a single bill that put a penny in my pocket. And for that, I have had my family drugged through the garden. I've almost been murdered. You name it, I, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't quit and I'm never gonna quit. I'm always gonna be a voice for the people out there that deserve to be spoken for and make no mistake about it, I will not sleep until I get justice. Yeah, so sorry guys, we can't run the video as, at the same time as Skype, but uh, it was one of the greatest ads and I've shown it a 100 times on the show uh, where <laughs> it's I got the legendary lines, how dare she, Carol Miller. Uh, and so, and and I loved it because you know standard democratic politicians uh, do not do aggressive ads. The Republicans do dirty tricks and the Democrats run. Uh, and, and Richard, you've had four deployments, uh, three into battle zones. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't run away from danger, you run to danger. So uh, look, I, I wanna talk about two last things in regards to this. One is, uh, in, in this particular case, what else can the government do to address uh, the wrongs done to you? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, we're, we are suing. I'm going to sue and I deserve, I deserve justice is what I deserve. I've never seen justice in the state of West Virginia, but I deserve justice. So I think that's, you know, right now it's in the hands of my, uh, my lawyer and uh, she is absolutely no joke. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I say about the Just Democrats, justice is coming, right? Uh, but uh, I could say that about your opponents too, because uh, if ever anybody's got a good case, a veteran who had his files stolen, published, it had a clear impact on you, your life, your career, uh, your compensation. Uh, I mean, you were leading in the race when when they did this. So, okay, that I think you've got an excellent case. That uh, needs to be known on a national level, so that it never happens to anybody, no matter what state you are in. Veterans deserve to have their rights of privacy protected. Yes, yeah, send a message on behalf of all uh, veterans and service members. Uh, and then, look, man, it, it's it's hard not to root for you to r run again in in some form of some politics. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know what you're planning or thinking. Uh, I wouldn't mind a rematch. Uh, I mean. God, nothing would make me happier uh, than you defeating Carol Miller. Uh, but 
What, you got any plans? What are you thinking about in terms of politics? Well, you know, in terms of politics, I'm going to support uh, good Democrats. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to support fake Democrats. I've already been called by one person that said, you know, uh, you know, I beat him during the primary, and now he's saying he's thinking about running and, and wants to kind of get my support. And my thing is, is if you didn't endorse the Democrat after you got beat by one, you're a fake Democrat, and you need to go ahead and change parties because you're not welcome. <laughs> Richard Ojeda, never messing around. And you want that endorsement, you not need darken his doorstep. Uh, <laughs> if you're a fake Democrat. All right. Uh, Richard, airborne. Airborne. All right. Great to have him on as always. Uh, so uh, support him in his uh, race. And by the way, not in his race, in this case. Uh, and you could catch Richard on uh, Facebook.com slash Rebel HQ. He does a lot of videos there. They're incredibly popular. Uh, make sure you're checking that out. Facebook.com slash Rebel HQ. All right, guys, we got a post game coming up. In that post game, I promise you a couple of stories. Uh, one is uh, once when I asked to talk to the chef at Popeyes. Uh, and another one is, what's the other one I promised you? Oh, the limo. yeah, the limo story. Oh, you're going to love this. So the American hero, 90 uh, year old woman that stood up to Donald Trump and won. Um, eventually, the house she wouldn't sell to Donald Trump was sold. There was a mystery buyer, and they figured out who the buyer was. Amazing story. Um, when I saw who the buyer was, I was like, whoa. Uh, so I want to share that with all the members. They get the last half hour of the program, tyt.com slash join. We'll see you there.